MSW Media. Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting the Daily Beans. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, July 21st, 2022. Today, Rudy Giuliani is ordered to comply with a subpoena from the Fulton County District Attorney after failing to appear for a hearing in New York. The Secret Service provided one text message in response to the January 6th committee's subpoena. Donald personally called a Wisconsin Republican to try and force the decertification of the 2020 election results. And a bipartisan group of 16 senators unveils the Electoral Count Reform and Presidential Transition Act. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hi, Dana. Hello. Hi, A.G. You are, as people are listening, in D.C. (laughs) I am, and I will be in the room live tweeting the hearing tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time from my Twitter account at Mueller, she wrote. And for those playing a Qantas Camisas, it was three shirts again today for Steve Bannon. Is it the same three shirts? Do we know? It, like, it looked like the same three shirts ugh, to me. Gross. I know. Jane Lynch said, I wonder if him going to prison is going to get him clean and sober. And I was like, have you seen him? It's going to take him more than getting sober to ever get clean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe you're forced to take showers. I don't know. Like the prisoners are complaining. <laughs> oh man but the prosecution rested today they called just two witnesses they were like yeah he defied the subpoena here's the subpoena uh here's how he defied it and uh yeah uh, that's that's pretty much the long and short of it and then of course the defense was like aren't you in a book club and the lady's like this she's a uh, lead counsel for the one six committee. She's like, yeah. Ooh, do you do fiction or nonfiction? She's like, mostly fiction. Do you, what do you talk about? The book? Oh <laughs> like, my God. Absolutely ridiculous. I think we've all had enough of Bannon's shit, uh, so to speak. And Merrick Garland is sick of your shit. Take a listen to this clip. Blair. Uh, a January 6th question. Um, you have said time and time again that your approach is to move from the bottom up and to uh, go where the evidence leads you. Uh, recently, people have, have uh, uh, posited alternative ways of going about this. One of them is called the hub-and-spoke notion, of sort of targeting a group of people around President Trump and then considering the rioters as one, one spoke and also looking at the the uh, the elector's scheme is another uh, spoke. Can you just explain to us if there was a decision point early on in which you decided to go the way that you did, why you rejected these other potential paths? And, and, and as a follow-up, uh, have you seen anything either uh, coming out of Fulton County in uh, Georgia or anything out of the January 6th committee that has moved the investigation in a new direction? 
So there are a number of assumptions based into this leading question. Um, so I'm very familiar with as a former trial lawyer, but there is a lot of speculation about what the Justice Department is doing, what it's not doing, what our theories are, what our theories aren't, and there will continue to be that speculation. That's because a central tenant of the way in which the Justice Department investigates, a central tenant of the rule of law, is that we do not do our investigations in public. This is the most wide-ranging investigation and, and, and the most important investigation that the Justice Department has ever entered into. And we have done so because this, this effort to uh, upend a legitimate election, uh, transferring power from one administration to another, cuts at the fundamental uh, of American democracy. We have to get this right. And for people who are concerned, as I think every American should be, about protecting democracy, we have to do two things. We have to hold accountable every person who is criminally responsible for trying to overturn a legitimate election. And we must do it in a way filled with integrity and professionalism, the way the Justice Department conducts investigations. Both of these are necessary in order to achieve justice and to protect our democracy. Do you, just one follow-up. Uh, do you think you have enough resources to do that? We know that the budget request that was made earlier this year was not complied with. Do you feel that you need additional resources? The Justice Department would always like additional resources and would be happy to take them, but we are going to uh, uh, accomplish our mission here uh, the people in the Justice Department are committed to this. They are working 24-7 on this. So there he is, Dana, saying, look, everyone, uh, we are following the facts. Everyone's we look at everyone at every level, and we're going to hold everybody criminally accountable who committed crimes, the peaceful transition of power to try to stop that. And then he went on to say this. Listen to this. Okay, look, no person is above the law in this country. Nothing stops us. No, per- I don't know how to. Maybe I'll say that again. No person is above the law in this country. I can't say it any more clearly than that. There is nothing in the principles of prosecution, in any other factors, which prevent us from investigating anyone, anyone who's criminally responsible uh, for for an, uh, an attempt to undo a democratic election. And Dana, that's specifically when asked about Trump. Seems pretty clear. Yeah. Hey, can you, uh, you know, uh, can you go after a former president? And he's like, look, we go after everyone, every person who is criminally culpable. We will hold accountable no matter who they are. And, you know, I, I mean, he it was blatantly clear in that clip. And uh, and so, you know, and of course, this is comes on the heels of this, you know, memo that Matto kind of blew up on her show. Everybody freaked out about. And then, of course, we find out today that the Trump appointed U.S. attorney who's investigating Hunter Biden has been ramping up his investigation in the last couple of months. And uh, they they apparently were initially investigating money laundering and finance crimes. And now they're down to like firearms charges. They can't fucking find anything. It's been four years. Good Lord. And I think that might have been why they released that memo in the Department of Justice, because that would be a politically sensitive case to bring. And so, you know, everybody needs to just 
chill out. I do not know if Garland's going to indict Trump or not. But what is abundantly clear is that nothing is stopping him from investigating him or prosecuting him if they decide to go that route. And that's it. And trust me, if they decide not to charge Donald, I will be pissed because I think there's more than enough evidence to do that. 100 percent. But, uh, you know, and that's it's one of the things that we have to do to make sure that this doesn't happen again and it would be a deterrence. So, again, what, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight? Look at my uh, Twitter feed at Mueller. She wrote for the for the hearing. And uh, in the meantime, let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Rudy has been ordered by a justice of the New York Supreme Court to testify before the grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia where a district attorney we know is investigating efforts by the former guy to overturn the results of the election in 2020. In a filing in Fulton County Superior Court, District Attorney Fonnie Willis indicated that Rudy Giuliani, an attorney and close ally of the former guy, was ordered to testify on August 9th by Justice Thomas Farber after Giuliani failed to appear for a July 13th hearing to challenge the subpoena. So he challenged it, and then he didn't fucking show up to. Ch- that sounds about right. Mm, yeah, he's OK. The development is the latest twist in a rapidly advancing criminal probe by Fonnie Willis, which has resulted in subpoenas for some of Trump's closest allies, as well as dozens of Republican lawmakers and officials in Georgia. Willis has recently issued subpoenas for other Trump allies who helped advance his efforts to seize a second White House term despite losing, including John Eastman, Cheesebro and Cleta Mitchell, and we know Jenna Ellis as well, and Rep. Jody Heiss, and Senator Lindsey Graham. An attorney for Giuliani did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Hmm. Graham and Heiss. I wonder if the the attorney didn't even show up for this hearing, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. I mean, I have to wonder what Sketchfest attorneys actually defending (laughs) Giuliani when Giuliani's supposed... You know, I just... It can't get worse, but I think it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. And Chuck Rosenberg's like, well, let's be fair. He's not exactly a good attorney he doesn't he doesn't really understand the law so you know best of luck graham and heiss are challenging their subpoenas in federal court in georgia on tuesday willis also revealed that she had labeled 16 georgia republicans as targets there were the fraudulent electors we knew about that we talked about it yesterday and at least a dozen of those false electors are challenging her authority in court all right and the former guy he is still waging his campaign to reverse okay everyone the 2020 election loss, more than 20 months after the 2020 election loss, mm. issuing a thinly veiled threat to a top Wisconsin Republican who rebuffed his request to decertify the state's results. This is not an old story. This happened this week. Wisconsin Assembly Speaker Robin Voss told WISN-TV that Trump pressured him on a call last week to somehow decertify the state's results after the state Supreme Court restricted the use of ballot drop boxes. But the court ruling, what it did is it banned the future use of most drop boxes, but the case had nothing to do with the last election. And what it did is it left the door open for lawmakers to pass legislation codifying the use of drop boxes. So it's not getting rid of them. There's room for this to change. Now, Trump, of course, hearing this, he falsely claimed on his Twitter knockoff Truth Social that, yeah, that the ruling quote, means I want a very closely contested, not actually, Wisconsin presidential race because they use these corrupt and scandal-ridden scam boxes. Scam boxes. Scam boxes. There has been zero evidence of any wrongdoing or irregularities related to drop boxes, and the court did not rule on the merits of their use. Scam boxes. That's also very specific. 
I feel like since I, since, you know, I, I'm too old to have children that that's what I should call your, my vagina. Your scam is, box. Is a scam box. <laughs> I mean, let's just, yeah. Oh my God. It's a better name than Cam Chancellor, which is what used to be her name. Oh so. yeah, definitely we should call it scam box. <laughs> if those are the choices. <laughs> Trump then called Voss after the ruling to demand he use the ruling as a pretense to decertify the state's 2020 election results, even though there's no legal mechanism to do so. Hmm. And this is a quote. It's very consistent. And this is what Voss told WISN. He makes this case, which I respect. Do you, though? He would like us to do something different in Wisconsin. I explained it's not allowed under the Constitution. He has a different (laughs) opinion. And then he put out the tweet. So that's it. That's what he does. He wants to do something different in Wisconsin. Uh, It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. He wants to do something illegal in Wisconsin. Trump, after the call, of course, lashed out on Voss, which is what he does all over social media. And uh, looks like Speaker Robin Voss, a longtime professional rhino, always looking to guard his flank, will be doing nothing about the amazing Wisconsin Supreme Court decision, he wrote. What a waste of brilliant and courageous decision by Wisconsin's highest court. The Democrats would like to sincerely thank Robin and all of his fellow rhinos for letting them get away with, quote, murder. Murder. And you know, whenever he says something happened, he's usually projecting. So now I have to wonder who the fuck Donald killed in the last 20 months. Allegedly. Those five people who died at the insurrection. Uh, I definitely had something to do with that, if not an accessory. Ever since Barb put out that that uh, the, the op-ed that she wrote, the opinion piece saying that he should be charged with manslaughter. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Scam box murder for real. Next up, Secret Service was only able to provide a single text exchange to the Department of Homeland Security Inspector General, who had requested a month's worth of records, a month's worth for 24, 24 Secret Service personnel. And that's according to a letter to the House Select Committee investigating 1-6, whose details were first reported by CNN. The revelation provides insight into the concern raised in a recent letter to Congress by the Inspector General, who accused the agency of not retaining records needed for the January 6th investigation. Inspector General Joseph Kafari, having already received an initial batch of documents, including hundreds of thousands of disclosures of agency documents, policies, radio comms, emails, briefings and interviews, requested in June 2021 text messages and sent and received by 24 Secret Service personnel between December 7th, 2020 and January 8th, 2021. According to the letter, the details of which had not been previously reported, the letter does not identify the 24 personnel. I bet Ornato is right at the top of that list. Quote, the Secret Service submitted the responsive records. It identified, namely, a text message conversation from former U.S. Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund to former Secret Service Uniform Division Chief Tom Sullivan, requesting assistance on January 6th and advised the agency He was advised the agency did not have any further records responsive to the DHS OIG's request for text messages. That's Assistant Director Ronald Rowe writing in the letter to the January 6th committee. Beyond the inspector general request, the Department of Homeland Security was also sent broad preservation and production requests by Congress on January 16th, which asked for documents and materials related to January 6th. That letter was addressed to DHS's Intelligence and Analysis Office, but also noted it applied to other appropriate components of the DHS, and DHS oversees the Secret Service. A second request in March from several House committees specifically requested communications received, prepared, or sent between January 5th and January 7th. 
Additionally, Jason Leopold from BuzzFeed News, the FOIA God, he filed a FOIA request on January 11th, which requires record preservation. And a senior Secret Service official said agency employees received two emails, at least one prior to January 6, 2021, reminding them to preserve records on their cell phones, including text messages prior to January 6th, Dana. That's before their devices were restored to factory settings and everything was lost. That didn't start until January 27th. So before January 6th, January 11th, January 16th, and again in March. So three times at least they were told to preserve these records before they even started their data migration. And CNN, as as I said, has also reported that that migration didn't begin until January 27th, which was confirmed in a letter from a spokesperson for the committee. And I think the most frustrating thing about the story as it continues is that I don't think there's jack shit we can do. I mean, this is just what it is. And they're the best. Like you said, if someone needs to undo a phone and receive, you know, find things that had been deleted, they send it to this place. Well, that, yeah. And that's my point, right? It's like, do you know how hard you have to work to delete communications at the Secret Service, the Very. premier agency that for putting together deleted communications? I mean, yeah. you've got to go out of your fucking way to permanently delete that shit. Yeah. All right. Last story in this section, a bipartisan group of 16 senators on Wednesday released legislation that would clarify an 1887 law that President Trump and his allies, they tried to use as a part of their attempt to overturn the 2020 election results. The legislation comes after months of negotiations would attempt to more clearly define the role of states, presidential electors, and the vice president in a presidential election in an effort to prevent the events of January 6th in the future. However, and now this is just a sidebar, none of those fucking things are what caused the events of January 6th, by the way. Right. Well, they wouldn't be able to use the Electoral Count Act right. as uh, as a thing anymore. But you if know they what I mean? Get, yeah. If they if more v. Harper does hit SCOTUS and they allow state legislatures oh, to, right. to certify their own electors against the will of the people, it doesn't really impact the Electoral Count Act. Exactly. Yet. Yep. Now, while the senator said the work of the House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol did not influence their negotiations or impact the timing, okay, the legislation was released as the committee has laid out evidence showing how Trump and his allies tried to exploit the vagueness of the 19th century law, which was the the Electoral Count Act. That's what it is. Now, the proposal, superheaded by Susan Collins, she must have been very upset. Susan Collins and Joe Manchin, okay. I, it's hard to say Democrat from West Virginia after Joe, but whatever. Also would make it more difficult for Congress to raise an objection to state results in a presidential election. The 19th century law allows one House member and one senator to raise an objection. And that was that dickwad Ted Cruz when Arizona's votes came up. He was the first. Now, the proposal raises the objection threshold to one fifth of the House and the Senate. Can't just be one fucking person. It also clarifies how a presidential candidate can raise concerns about a state's election by creating a three judge panel with an expedited path to the Supreme Court, an issue that the senator struggled to come to an agreement on, especially if someone on the fucking Supreme Court right now is married to someone that tried to help overthrow our democracy. That would be real hard, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't like that at all. Nope. <laughs> Let's just streamline it right to Clarence Thomas. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Now I'm furrowing my brow. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm getting my season. 11s. You can see my 11s right now. Mm. Really? Is that the best thing? Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. We'll keep everybody posted on that. Uh, and then, of course, once the committee is done with their work, they're going to make recommendations to Congress as well. It's interesting that they're like, this has nothing to do with uh, the January 6th Select Committee. It's just, uh, you know, we're bored. We were bored and we thought... That's it. We should reform the Electoral Count Act. Now, what I think is happening, and I think Republicans are for this, is so that Donald Trump can use it as a defense. So he can say, look, it's clear that the Electoral Count Act was was unclear and uh, it's not a tremendous thing. And uh, because of its vagueness, that's why we thought we could do what we could do. Yeah, it, it's going to be a defense, yep. honestly. And I've been saying this for a long time, and that's why Susan Collins is part of this <laughs> shit. That's why all these Republicans are agreeing to do that is so that they can give Trump kind of it's a shit defense. But, you know, he can he could say hey, it's unclear. And these lawyers were telling me what we should be able to do. On the, on, yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens. All right. We'll be right back with the good news. And if you have any good news to send in, please do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Stay with us. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. As you know, sleep is my favorite. And I used to have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep. I would wake up groggy and sore. And I thought it was anxiety and stress. But it turns out that was part of it. But most of it was that I was sleeping on a mattress made for someone else. Helix has an online sleep quiz that will fix that. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have several different models to choose from, including soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the quiz, and I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I'm a side sleeper, and I like a medium-firm mattress, and all of my sleep problems have disappeared. I love it so much. Best night's sleep of my life. And Helix is awesome, but you don't have to take my word for it. They were awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. They've been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors for improving your sleep, just go to helixsleep.com slash daily beans, take their two minute online sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They'll even ship it to you for free. And they have a 10 year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights with no risk. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans available. So right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for listeners at helixsleep.com slash daily beans. That's helixsleep, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash daily beans for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. And let's talk about something I use every day. It's called AG1 by Athletic Greens. It was an easy habit to pick up, and it has replaced all of my, you know, dozens of bottles of supplements and vitamins and pills and probiotics in the fridge. And I mean, it's absolutely a time saver and it's delicious. It's incredible. This is Athletic Greens AG1. One delicious scoop of AG1, and you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods. You get the probiotics, too. You don't have to take a separate one. And adaptogens to help you start your day. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, helps with aging and focus and recovery and energy, all of the stuff. And I want to thank Athletic Greens for their support. Right now, they're offering a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs when, with your first purchase when you head to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. It is a small micro habit with huge benefits. Uh, it's, it's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Plus, it's cheaper than getting all those different supplements, like I said. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system because of that, you know, variants running around right now. COVID is out of control. 
and we aren't wearing masks anymore. And for some reason, I mean, I am, but you know, it's really the other folks that I'm worried about. And this is convenient daily nutrition as well. It fills in all the gaps in my diet because, you know, I'm paleo and I'm in menopause. And so it, I really do have a lot of, of gaps and it fills them all. And they update when new scientific research comes out. They update their product. It's amazing. It's a great way to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and those five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news or confessions, corrections, Halloween photos, whoopee stories, stuffed animal stories that, you know, that have been in your family forever or are brand new, whatever it is, pod pet pics, happy places, you have a new swear word you want me to hear about, shit kids say, shit your parents say, <laughs> send it to us at dailybeanspod.com <laughs> and click on contact. First up from Shell Bell, pronoun she and her. Hello, beans babes. Thank you both and your team for all the news, swears, love, and laughs. You truly are the goddamn best. This is going to be all over the place. A little good news, silly superpower, pet pics, you name it. My silly superpower is getting knots out of things. Nice. Got a necklace in knots, a shoelace that won't budge? Call me. Oh, that is a gift. Bonus fun fact, Fonnie Willis's father was a Black Panther and she spent a lot of time in court with him when she was a kid. What a badass. Nice. My good news is that we recently rescued a doggo. Oh, my God. Sorry, the picture popped up. I know. I know. He was out on the street on a very hot day. So I brought him into my house, posted him on social media, the local shelter's website, checked him for a chip. No owners ever turned up like damn near every county in California. Our local shelter is full and really taking him to that doggy jail was just not going to happen. We made him part of our family, and my big dog is thrilled to have his little buddy by his side. I urge all of you animal-loving listeners to foster if you're able. The number of dogs, especially large dogs and bully mixes, are at most risk for euthanasia when the shelters are at capacity. It just breaks my heart. That's enough for me. Thanks again for keeping me informed and entertained with your insights and humor. Look how happy that dog is to have a little brother. Oh, my God. That's like a miniature, like... The German Shepherd Pitbull. It's tiny. It's so, so cute. cute. Shell oh, Bell, thank awesome. you for this. Also, there's something about your writing that makes me very, very happy. So thank you for that submission. Yes, well done. All right. This is from Ashley. Pronounce she and her. Greetings, bean babes. I have a confession of a misheard word, and I knew I had to share here. For context, I graduated UC Davis with a sustainable AG in food systems degree, agriculture, and I learned a lot about the agriculture world and practices that I never knew. One of those things is the practice of docking sheep tails to protect a young sheep's butt udders from poop buildup. During a demonstration explanation, a rancher instructed us students to use a hot tool, Jesus, to cut the young sheep's tail. Horrific for a 19-year-old. And during that demonstration, the rancher used the word caudad, which means towards the, quote, tail or posterior. Now, at the time, I heard caudid, and I used it as an adjective, like codify, which is not a word. It's not a real word. Instead of cauterize, mm. codify. There you go. Fast forward to today and the use of the word codify 
which referring to marriage equality, it's what passed the House. This entire time, I thought, this is wonderful news. (laughs) But why is severing the right a good thing exactly? It wasn't until yesterday I finally asked my boyfriend what codify means in this context, since all I could think of when I hear the word codify is cutting with a hot tool until he said it comes from code. I'm probably saying it wrong, actually. I'm, this is me. It's probably codify. No, it's codify. It is codify? Okay. Mm-hmm. Glad I asked. But, but it sounds, yeah, like cauterize, right? Like, oh. Yeah, codify. Glad I asked. <laughs> Attached, you will find my, oh, my Bella squirrel living in a Bella world. That was cute. Love what y'all do. Keep it up. Oh, miss you, Dana, when you're away. Thank you so much, Ashley. I miss being here when I'm away. And look at the doggo ready for scratches. I'm a Bella squirrel in, in a, a Bella, Bella world. world. It's fantastic. Scratch my belly. <laughs> oh, oh the ball, that the last ears. picture. I know. Oh, what an adorable dog. Thank Indeed. you for that. All right, I'm going to grab these few. Yeah, I guess I'll take these three here. Okay, cool. We got it. Ooh, we got a what the mutt. No, I'll do these two and you do the what the mutt. You got it. All right, from Nate, pronouns he and him. Here's a misheard song lyric for you from the chorus of the 80s hit song, Talking in Your Sleep by the Romantics. I could swear they were saying, I hear secret statue keep. That's fair. <laughs> when you're talking in your sleep, instead of the secret statue keep, he heard secret statue keep. And I didn't realize my mistake for decades. Love you both and keep doing what you do. And from Eric, pronouns he and him, blind spot confession. A number of years ago, I came across a piece of a statistic that upset me. I told one of my coworkers that men under six feet tall are paid 20% less than men over six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> it took a couple seconds for me to realize why she wasn't sympathetic <laughs> oh my god i'm a five foot seven male she's like are you fucking kidding me don't <laughs> make 13 percent more than i do jackass <laughs> oh that's funny eric oh could you imagine Eric walking in? You know what I just found out? And she's like, go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's this? What the mutt? All right. We got Brad. Pronouns he, him. Hey, Kino Beanos. Here's, here's our what the mutt. Sammy. It's a rescue. So don't know for sure the answer. Okay. I see German golden Shepherd. And golden. German Shepherd. What do we got? We've got. With her brown point ears and snout, you might think German Shepherd, but she lacks the black saddle. Our kid, the former vet tech, said Anatolian Anatolian Shepherd, a.k.a. Kangrel. Okay. With just the slightest eye roll for old times' sake. (laughs) And when you look up the breed, you can see it in the thick upturned tail. Love you guys' work. Remember, one foot in front of the other is all it takes. The rest will happen when it happens. Yep. Yep. So true. And what a beautiful dog. Just saying. very much. so. I love that flag tail. Like, woohoo you. Here I am. Next up, Shawnee pronouns she and her. I have a confession. I was listening to the Daily Beans as I was going to sleep. And you said something about a about dangling a pardon. My brain automatically switched pardon to participle as in dangling participle. I quickly realized that made no sense and had a little giggle to myself. <laughs> so I had to share. <laughs> For my pod pet tax, I give you my elderly 14-year-old Shih Tzu, Molly, who still hasn't totally figured out how to use her bed correctly after all these years. My sister thinks that second picture makes Molly look like she missed the bed because she was too drunk. 
Oh my goodness, totally. She's like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna lay my head on this toolbox. Oh, look at that cute puppers. Oh, I bet that puppers is soft and sweet. Oh, what a cute little Shih Tzu. Yeah. Oh, thank you everybody for these submissions. Please keep sending them, especially the pet pics. I absolutely love them. I love your Whoopi stories. I love Halloween photos, frog orgies. <laughs> <laughs> I love baby pictures. Yes, yes. Send in the infants for, for Dana's viewing pleasure. I love um, them. That also didn't sound right, AG. I need you to be careful of how you uh, ask for things. All right. Uh, <laughs> just send in baby pictures. Just send in baby pictures, please. Thank you. They're adorable. So we can innocently love them. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do that over the radio. It is. It's, it's, it, nothing sounds okay. Nothing does. <laughs> Frog send orgies are supposed kids to not. Photos. Send us your send- infants. Dana likes to look. I mean, can you please not? <laughs> what you gonna do with that? I'm gonna kill you with it. Mm-hmm. A little sling blady. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do with that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you with it. Look at that little fried potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the way you talk. <laughs> oh, All Jesus right. Christ. That's enough of that for today, I think. Do you have any yeah. final thoughts? I do not. <laughs> right? Not you're like not now. Nope. <laughs> Everything I say is going to be absolutely misconstrued from this point out. Yep. Yeah, I I think I just want to, you know, tell everybody to tune into the hearing tonight. Um and uh I'm very uh honored that I get to be there and uh, I'm there for all of us. So, um it just follow me on Twitter at Muller She Wrote. I'll be tweeting from there. And um, I know it's going to be tough to watch some of my friends for a lot of us. Yeah. So um, just just know we're there for you in spirit. Uh, and we're here for you. And we'll be here for you tomorrow as well. Don't worry. We will have a beans for you. And Dana will be there. And I will be there. And everything's going to be good. I promise. <sighs> it's It's. Yeah. These are tough times. And I get it. And yep. I just, I'm so thankful for this community. And I know you are too, Dana. I, mean, I am. But that message that you're about to say at the end of this podcast, listen to it, do it, make sure that you are actually applying this to your life. Yeah. And that message is, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>